that's why naturopathic medicine was a natural place to go. It's not because we wanted to be like hippies or just be using herbal medicine no. or no, no, no. meditation and stuff like that. It was because no one was looking at it as an as a whole mm-hmm. problem where the, what was happening with the breathing was connected obviously to what was happening with the heart Mm -hmm. and no one was trying to figure out what was causing all of this stuff everyone was just treating the symptoms and nobody sat down long enough for us to tell the story yeah yeah. the appointments were just way too short Mm -hmm. to even begin to get into all of this Mm mm-hmm This is Get Personal with Dr. Chris. Real life stories and informative conversations, helping you take control of your health and feel like yourself again. Today, I am talking with my oldest son, Anthony, about our personal experience with chronic illness. I've talked a little in previous episodes about how and why I ended up as a naturopathic doctor, but this is the whole story. About 10 years ago, Anthony came down with a mystery illness that upended both of our lives and changed how we think about medicine. It set us on the path that we are on now. I am a doctor and he is a health journalist. So today we're sharing our story. Okay, so in a second, we'll tell the the full story of my mystery illness. But before we do that, I just want to ask you, how did you think of the healthcare system and disease, what it means to be sick, what the role of doctors are before all of this happened in the early part of 2011? I think that I'm a complicated person to ask that question because obviously I always thought that prevention was important. I mean, I come from the health education world, right? So, and I always led a healthy lifestyle. So, but I think what I had in common with most people before I went to naturopathic medical school is that I did believe that if you were sick, you went to a doctor, they fixed you, you left basically, that they held all the information. And you told them what was the matter. They did a couple tests, they gave you a pill, or they gave you a treatment, and then you were done. And so I think I I definitely had the same general viewpoint that a lot of people have today on the way medicine works. Okay, yeah. So you're very familiar with the general realm of health, but Mm -hmm. still... You, you had this idea that if you were to get a serious disease or some acute health problem that comes on, you can generally have faith that you go to the doctor and they'll figure it out and they'll help you get over that. Yep. Get better. Okay. Take this, get better. Okay. Well, that's what I thought too, but I was 17, so I wasn't... <laughs> You were I didn't 17. I have a lot of life experience. Yet. <laughs> True. Um, so, yeah, in 2011, when I was 17, I was just a couple of weeks from graduating high school, and suddenly all of this weird stuff started happening to me. I started having 
trouble breathing. My chest was hurting. My heart started beating weird. I was t really tired. I got like weakness in like one arm and then mm -hmm. it like went to the other arm. Uh, I got really bad brain fog. And so this all came on really just in a couple of days mm -hmm. and it was extremely weird and concerning. And so we were trying to figure out what was happening. And at that time, we just did what we did when we were sick. We went to our primary care physician and told them what was happening. And they mm -hmm. had no idea what was wrong. I mean, they did some tests. They didn't really find anything. And they just gave me like an inhaler and steroids and even Xanax just thinking that, oh, you're just stressed out before you graduate high school. Mm -hmm. And so I just took all of these pills and all this weird stuff just kept happening. And I ended up <clears throat> missing out on a trip to Australia that, that, I, mm -hmm. that I was supposed to go on at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was more about treating the symptoms, right? We took you to your primary care. We said, this is what's happening. You're having a hard time catching your breath. You're having chest pain. They're like, okay, so let's open up the lungs. Okay. but And that's okay. But it wasn't about, let's talk about when did this start and what was going on. And the testing no. was not in depth. And <sighs> it, was, it was very, it was treated acutely, which is common. But within a couple of weeks, we realized this was not working at all. In fact, it was getting worse, which is what led you to miss out on this. It wasn't just a trip to, it was a big deal. I mean, you were going to go, it was the, you graduated from high school and, and you were going to go with your friends, play football. It was kind of heartbreaking, very heartbreaking that you can go. Yeah, it was treating the symptoms and it was treating them one by one. So yeah. certain doctors would... Right. Focus on the fact that oh, I was having trouble breathing. Others would focus on the fact that my heart was beating weird. Others would mm -hmm. focus on the brain fog. I knew that it was all everything. Mm -hmm. And whatever was happening was uh, causing all that stuff to happen. But every doctor that we saw would see this problem just purely through the lens of their specialty. Right. And so once we, I missed a trip to Australia and we got through the first couple weeks, um, we started to go to a bunch of specialists. Right. So ears, nose and throat doctor, internist, cardiologist. We even went to the Mayo Clinic and saw like four different specialists in one day. Mm -hmm. Got a bunch of x-rays, CT scans. Gastroenterologists. Like was... We went to a gastroenterologist too. And literally no one had a explanation for what was happening. Right. And as I said before, everyone, all of these specialists focused specifically and exclusively just on their own specialty and didn't even address the fact that there was other things that were going wrong at the same time. And even months or over a year after this started, there was no good explanation for any of it. I mean... The, the most common thing that we heard was that it's probably just psychological. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just in my head or it's depression or anxiety or something. Um, so, yeah, I, I was left with thinking, well, it's either in my head or I have some kind of like deadly mm -hmm. crippling thing that no one's found yet. 
So that, that was what it was like to go through it for me, which yeah. is not good at all. Well, and I think as a parent, which is really important for me and now what I do, it it was so hard because you're not getting any answers, but you're the one that's at home dealing with this every day. You're as a parent, you're the one trying to talk your poor kid off the ledge and make sure that he understands he's not dying, that we're trying to figure this out. And you find yourself defending all the medical providers that are really not doing much of anything, but you know, you have to do something to make your kid feel better. So it's a really hard position for a parent to be in because you you don't know, even though I had been in the health field, and remember, this is before I went to medical school. So to make sure everybody understands, this is before I went to medical school. So I'm trying to, you know, figure out, well, what's the deal? Obviously, these things are connected. Like, it's not just one thing. Mm -hmm. These things are all connected. And there's got to be a thread. There's got to be a similarity, a commonality that's that's the cause of all this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, none of our appointments were longer than... 30 minutes. No, never. Uh-uh. Less than that most of the time. <laughs> there wasn't even enough time to explain no. everything that was going on. So you said earlier that you, prior to this, you did have the idea that, you know, you have a problem, you go to the doctor yeah. and figure it out. So did this process change that? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. First of all, I think the process changed it because I was lucky enough to never have had to deal with this before. Right? I mean... You're my oldest of four kids. Nobody, none of the kids had ever had any major issues. I, me, or, or, you know, my husband, your dad never had any issues. So we've never had to really delve into the medical care system. Like it's been when you were little, we went to the pediatrician and, you know, you had a sniffle and we, or you had an ear infection. So, I was used to, you know, going and getting a whatever, a pharmaceutical or antibiotic and then moving on. And so all of a sudden now I was like, well, this is not working. You know, we're not getting any answers and there has got to be some connection. So I'm not going to accept this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That simple way of interacting with the medical system was just it just had been working up until that point well like yeah we hadn't had anything complicated no, to right. worry about until right. this right i guess yeah explain how that changed your life path so at the time when you first started having these issues like when you first started having you know the shortness of breath and the pain and the swelling and just everything the brain fog, when all this started happening, I was, you know, still in my health coaching job and doing group fitness and things like that. So I was in the industry. We were going to all these doctor visits and I'm like, something's wrong. Like this system is a mess. And, you know, I kind of thought somebody needs to be able to sit down and figure all this out. Like who, who can do this? We, this isn't right, you know, for so a certain I, kind of patient, for a certain it's, kind it of just patient. Doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And we were now that patient. Mm -hmm. My perspective was changing that the healthcare system is not right for everybody. And some people require a little bit more comprehensive intervention and more thorough research into what the cause is. So I happened to discover that there was the Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine right around the corner from our house in Tempe. 
So I'm like, you know what? I always wanted to be a doctor. So I thought, hmm, I guess I'll just go to medical school. I will fix my kid. <laughs> and I knew I didn't want to go to conventional medical school because I knew seeing a patient for 15 minutes wasn't going to be my thing. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be able to, to, to find and treat the cause of an illness, to see the person as a whole. For you, I knew there was more than just, obviously there's more than just breathing issues going on. There was breathing, there was your brain fog. There was a lot happening and I, you needed to see you as a whole person, one system, not just a GI, not just a pulmonologist, not just an ENT. There was, there was a whole thing happening. Mm-hmm. And naturopathic medicine finds and treats the cause and looks at the person as a whole person. Obviously, we also look at other things that can treat you, like nutrition and supplementation and herbs and botanical medicine, homeopathy and acupuncture, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of other things that can treat you. And that was the other thing that was going on. We kept giving you all the different kinds of pharmaceuticals and they weren't working. Mm-hmm. So it's like, obviously, there needs to be some other thing. So it was all of that. Yeah, that's why naturopathic medicine was a natural place to go. It's not because we wanted to be like hippies or just be using herbal medicine or meditation and stuff like that. It was because our main frustration was that those two things that you just described was that no one was looking at it as as a whole Mm -hmm. problem where what was happening with the breathing was connected obviously to what was happening with the heart Mm -hmm. and no one was trying to figure out what was causing all of this stuff everyone was just treating the symptoms and nobody sat down long enough for us to tell the story yeah yeah. the appointments were just way too short Mm -hmm. to even begin to get into all of this Mm -hmm. 15 minutes usually yeah so that was how naturopathic medicine really appealed to us Mm -hmm. because i mean i was in medical school when we first went and saw a naturopath for mm-hmm. you, it wasn't me. I wasn't the one, mm-hmm. right? No, yeah. And the experience of going for the first time was mm-hmm. just so satisfying and like relieving to just really only just to have someone spend a lot of time listening to yeah. us. I mean, that's really all we we're asking for at that point Mm -hmm. was just someone to just hear the whole story and just try to put the pieces of it together. I mean, it's not, it's not easy even if you try, Mm -hmm. but at least someone was listening and trying to help us. And I mean, still after that, it was a long road and it still is. And a lot of chronic illness is a mystery and it's difficult, but it just it, it just needs people to acknowledge that it's a thing. Yeah. And that Yeah. You know, these people deserve to be treated also. They don't just because they're they're a little bit harder to deal with doesn't mean that they should just be cast aside, just all right, take a pill and hope that it, it works. Better. Yeah. Well, and I, I think for me too, it gave me a whole nother realm of empathy. And definitely makes me better at what I do, you know, in terms of a a patient sits in front of me and our first appointment's an hour and a half, Mm -hmm. you know, and I spend that whole hour and a half getting into what they're telling me 
And there's a lot of empathy for somebody that's really been through the ringer. I mean, I, I see a lot of the patients that come to me have seen five, six, 10 other specialists and physicians. Mm -hmm. And so just literally listening to them for an hour and a half, they always say, I, I, I feel better right now mm -hmm. <laughs> just because somebody listened. Yeah. So for our family, me going through this, that was our first time being the person with the slightly less obvious health problem. Where yeah. It's hard. So that was new to us, but there's a lot of people like that out there. Mm -hmm. And those are a lot of people that you see now. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of patients want a diagnosis, right? We're, we're taught to go see a doctor and get a diagnosis and get something for that diagnosis and then you get better. And that's how it goes. Well, it doesn't really go like that for a lot of people, right? I mean, we think we eventually had a diagnosis for you. I mean, we 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 did testing and found, you know, things that pointed us in the direction of Lyme's disease with you. There's a lot of chronic illnesses out there. Lyme's is one, chronic fatigue is another, Epstein-Barr, EBV is another, you know, they're, they are mysterious. We don't exactly know how they work. And sometimes it is nice to get that diagnosis and we do diagnose them. But sometimes, you know, people even in, in my practice will be like, test my antibodies again, test them again. Did they go down? Did they go down? I'm like, sometimes they go down and sometimes they don't. And sometimes they just sit there. But what you can do is you can create a state of health around those antibodies. In other words, you can build up your body. Yeah, I guess just to finish the story about my own yeah. thing, I think we're still trying to figure out what the deal is with my body. I think that what I started going through then and have gone through like off and on since then is something that a lot of people deal with and is getting more really more and more attention, especially now with long COVID, mm -hmm. where you might just have some infection that just lingers in your body or your mm -hmm. your your immune system gets overactivated yep. and it just becomes a little bit weird. And yeah, personally, what's helped me the most is just to to frame how I think about what it means to be healthy and and, and to be sick and just to not feel like if I perceive that there's some slight thing wrong with my body, I'm in a state of being sick and I'm useless and I can't continue with life until that's fixed. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody, all people are dealing with something and our bodies are not just either sick or healthy. They're just in a state of balance or yeah. slight disbalance. Yes. Your immune system might be just slightly dysregulated. You know, autoimmune thyroiditis is another one or Hashimoto's. A lot of people have that. It, you know, those antibodies, sometimes they stay high for, every, for some people, but building up your health around it is what will make it better. And I think that's what you were saying, Anthony, is like when you begin to disidentify with, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sick. Okay, if you walk around all day long thinking, I'm sick, I'm sick, you're definitely going to be sick. Let's go back to the beginning when I said I was in mind body. <laughs> you know, you can make yourself believe a lot of stuff. And so 
you may, you, you probably do have an imbalance, but a lot of people have imbalances. It's just, in, it's in how we deal with that imbalance. Mm-hmm. And most imbalances are about inflammation. And mm-hmm. most of the, we know how to deal with inflammation. We know how to decrease inflammation, right? We know that if we exercise and decrease stress and decrease sugar and get enough sleep, you know, all of those things will decrease inflammation and identify more with somebody who is doing the best they can in life, creating a better balance. If your mantra is just, I'm creating the, a better balance in my life, it's going to be a hundred percent better than mm-hmm. I'm so sick. Yeah. And it's not discounting the fact that you're tired. Mm-hmm. It's not discounting the fact that you have something going on. And I don't want, ever want to discount the fact that you, you, you know, you just don't feel well. I'm not going to discount that. I'm more or less going to say, okay, what else can we do to help you feel better? Yeah, that's the the hard part or the balance that you have to to strike because yeah. it's like, on one hand, you don't want to just ignore the stuff and just right. power through it or to cover it up with no. like drinking a lot of caffeine or right. whatever. And then, yeah, you also don't want to just do the exact thing that all of these doctors uh, would say, which is that it's all in your head. Right. That's... That's what you don't want to do. But at the same time, you don't want to be obsessed with the fact that you are a sick person now and you need to stop being a sick person now or the idea that you have some, I guess the way that I used to think about it is that you're, you're born as a pure body that's just in this state of health and you're, you're clean. You have no impurities. Uh And then maybe at some point, some disease will find its way into your body, some germs. So then you have to go and take antibiotics or whatever, or your immune system will work and that those germs will be destroyed. And then you'll be back to clean, pure, healthy state again. Yeah. And so when all this stuff started happening, it was like, oh my God, I'm in this extreme disease state and it's everywhere and it's in my brain and it's in my heart and it's like how am I ever going to get all this out I'm stuck forever in this disease state and then I realized that that whole way of looking at it is wrong yeah and one fact that always stuck with me that I learned at some point during this time is that we we all have two to six pounds of bacteria of extra human matter in our bodies at all times we our body isn't just us it's like this ecosystem of yeah, all different kinds definitely. of things we, we have like other stuff from the world that's living inside of us Which all the time it's just the, the way, way it, it is, is. <laughs> yeah so the goal is not to purify your body of all external things that that's just not how it works no one's like no. that that's why it's we just, want our kids to eat dirt yeah or <laughs> Yeah. So it's not about purifying. It's just about being in balance. Yeah. And that's a healthier way to think about it, I think. Yeah. So I would think that, you know, basically everybody's on a health journey. Every time I meet somebody in my office, to me, they're on a health journey. It's like, where are you in your journey? And how can I make that better? How can we make that journey better? If, because, you know, the journey is up and it's down. It's not, it's not over. Well, Mm -hmm. at some point it's over, but (laughs) you know, it's not black and white. And I think that's what you've been talking Mm -hmm. about with balance. But so I think that's why I like to use, and maybe it's cliche. 
because I think a lot of people do use the term, but whatever. I like the term journey. Mm -hmm. And so that also always gives you the opportunity to grow. And it also tells you that sometimes your journey, you know, it goes sideways and sometimes your journey goes backwards and sometimes your journey goes forward. Like if we do have some of this chronic illness challenges in our bodies and we're we're, our journey's going along great and we're exercising, our inflammation's down, and then things happen like we get exposed to something like COVID or we get ex- or we go to a foreign country and we get exposed to some bacteria we're not familiar with or something happens where our immune system takes a hit and then we ha- our body has to fight back. And for some people, especially the people that have a propensity towards these chronic illnesses, our immune system overreacts that sends your health journey off astray a little bit. So then we have to get you back on track again. And I think just getting back on track and getting you feeling like the best version of yourself, which is what this podcast is all about, kind of just wraps it all up. And so it doesn't matter where you are in your health journey, whether you're chronically ill, acutely ill, or just trying to make the best of today, And in your longevity, you're always going to be, you know, it's always just going to be a journey. We can always try to make that journey better. And when you're at, uh, in in a part of the journey that's harder, things Mm -hmm. aren't, you're not feeling well. I think it's also helpful not to be defeated and to think of yourself as just useless during that time. Think about it just like any other hard thing that happens to you in life. It's just an opportunity to become more tough, become more interesting to, to, to grow. Yeah, to grow, to grow, but also to one thing I would, I do think is really important to understand is when you are feeling unwell, that is a sign that your body is working. Mm -hmm. So you need to give your body a break a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, even when people, something very simple is, well, I was running a fever and I was really sweaty. I'm like, well, fantastic. That means your body is working. So, you know, I don't mean to be like, overly positive in a time when things might be kind of negative for you, but it typically does mean your body's working. And so, and aren't we, aren't we fortunate that our bodies are such amazing machines? We just have to support it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, if it wasn't for, for this, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, which is yeah, health journalism. And I mean, it's, given me a perspective that I think is really valuable. So think about yeah. the positive sides of it. Yeah. Or if it weren't for your journey, I don't think I would have gone, yeah. I may not have gone to naturopathic medical school. So there's mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah. 